Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Captain and Dale Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, Aura, Athletic Greens, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein. It's still June. <laughs> it is indeed still you know? June. What do you know? What do you say? <laughs> Happy Monday. Happy Monday, June 26th. Uh, hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. We're almost to July, which that means we're almost to Chargers training camp. And that means we're almost to August. And then that means we're almost to September, which Chargers season actually starts. The real games actually start and matter. Gosh. But until then, until then, it's June 26th. Uh, fun episode today, Jake. And this was actually brought to us from your great mind. Uh, spotlighting a one Eric Kendricks. We've talked about JC Jackson and his impact, but low key Eric Kendricks might be kind of the, the key to the demise or triumph of this chargers defense for many reasons uh, was the lone off season addition with real impact. Seemingly it was brought in for a ton of good reason. And so we're going to talk about the impact that a one Eric Kendricks has on this team, on the field, off the field, in the locker room, you name it, and how important his success is to the team. But Jake, before we get to that, how are you, my friend? It's a Monday. <laughs> Got a case of the Mondays. Unless you're on vacation, Mondays can only really be so good. Actually, I take that back. Unless you're on vacation and the Chargers are playing on Monday Night Football, Monday nights can only be really so good or so, or if the chargers play on sunday and they won and you're going into work on a monday that's true definitely makes the water cooler conversations that much better that is for sure because we all know how we all feel after a chargers loss on a monday we're not talking about that in <laughs> 21 yeah no it's june no uh let's go over or under let's go linebacker style um over or under for Eric Kendricks, over under four and a half sacks for a one Eric Kendricks. Mm. Which the under doesn't even mean necessarily that it's a bad season. No, it, do- it does. It's so much really. more to his game than just sacks. But I'm putting Correct. That Correct. If we're just going for the low-hanging fruit stat of the sacks category. Yeah. I'll go under, but I'll still be generous. Him, let's just say hypothetically, he had he has four sacks this season. I'd still take that as a very good thing. Yep, 2015 he had four. Then the next best was 2021. He had five actually. Uh, other than that, he has had two and a half, one one half sack. So odds are probably under, but different scheme. I'll definitely go under, but still. Like you said, much more to his game than that. I uh, want to remind everybody that Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your betting needs this season. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your very own home. Get into the action today and head over to the website, betonline.ag, and use your mobile device to join. And be sure to use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, when the game starts. So, a one Jake Hefner, I'm going to give you the floor to start with this one off for us because Eric Kendrick's impact on this team and potential impact on this team is massive. Your idea, you get the floor first, my friend. My idea, 
my I like how you put it, my idea. Uh, well, don't, I don't. Come on, this is your idea. <laughs> don't be humble. I, I kind of well, I mean, again, I piggybacked off of your J.C. Jackson idea for this one, and I thought, okay, what other player, whether we're talking in-house or free agent, is going to have a huge impact to this team this season. And when you look at Eric Kendricks, not just for obviously what he's going to bring, what he's replacing, but obviously the impact of the players that he's going to have around him, there's a whole plethora of things that we could discuss with this conversation. But number one, I think that especially what you've heard throughout OTAs, the mini camp, and even a little bit when we had Eric on the show, just in terms of some of the things that he said that he wanted to accomplish himself, you just hear the word leadership attached to Eric Kendrick's name all over the place. And we're not even in the training camp yet. And to already hear this phrase being uttered is, is really positive one. That means that he's already projecting that locker room. Obviously he's a veteran of this team coming into a very young and let's just say starting experience, inexperienced starting unit, whatever you want to call it from this linebacker group He's he's the one to go to. Obviously, you have Kenneth Murray. You drafted Dayon Henley. You have Eamon Abunigba. You have Nick Neiman. There's not a lot of, quote-unquote, starting your experience and have that much uh, to bring to the game that Eric Kendricks has already put behind his, uh, you know, under his belt. So I think having a presence like that, and obviously there was the big conversation that took place was obviously the departure of Drew Tranquil. And when they brought in Eric Kendricks, you start to look at some certain things to say, okay, well, what is it that the Chargers are doing by, while releasing Drew Tranquil may have been a controversial decision, you look at what Eric Kendricks does specifically as it relates to the run game and pass coverage. The Chargers wanted a little bit better of a balance in that situation because obviously Drew Tranquil was good against uh, w- w- was good in certain categories, but Eric Kendricks had a more elevated st- st- uh, stat goes as it relates to both in coverage and the run. So in terms of what he brings to this team outside of just the leadership aspect, Dan, I think that probably the biggest thing is going to be how he's going to project onto Kenneth Murray. And hopefully his presence, his leadership, and having a guy like that in your locker room is going to elevate his play because we're still waiting for finally seeing Kenneth Murray come out of his shell. And as we've talked about it many times on this show, and even with some of the guests that we've had on this show, it's a complete mental game for Kenneth Murray. It's just getting out of getting out of his own head to be able to be there to make a play. There's no doubt about it that he is he has a great physical attributes for that position. But can he have just get some get over some of those mental mistakes for that. So uh, Eric Kendricks coming into this locker room right now, I think the first and first and foremost thing that you hear about him, uh, whether it's through coaches, reporters, or even his own teammates, is that leadership capability. So I, I don't think that that can be uh, denounced, and it's it's not being thrown around as a cliche when we're talking about Eric Kendricks and what he means to this linebacker unit. You're you're absolutely right, and and I. I kind of categorize the impact of Eric Kendricks in kind of three buckets. And I have kind of impact in the locker room. I have impact on the field, like his direct impact to the team on defense. And then I have kind of the trickle down effects of his impact on his teammates on the field. And so you're kind of speaking to like the impact in the locker room and the impact that he has on his fellow teammates in the locker room and that kind of points to like the leadership and the experience that he has and the perspective that he brings 
and you know all the snaps that he's had in his career. Again, we're talking about an All Pro, Pro Bowl, Walter Payton Man of the Year award winner here in Eric Kendricks, and that's the stuff that I think is like a third of the value that he brings. And to set the stage on how important Eric Kendricks is to this team this year, Jake. Looking at the Chargers linebacker roster, who do you trust? Other than Eric Kendricks, who has not played a snap on this team this year, who do you trust? Crickets. Exactly. So on a defense who has been widely been talked about as having an atrocious run defense and needs help 5.42 yards per carry that's, that's how more, bad it was more than one first down every two plays if a team just handed the ball off to the running back every time that's how important this is i would say this is kind of the kryptonite achilles heel of this chargers team is the run defense if they could fix this super bowl contender that's no hyperbole in my opinion so um Jake, I think it's kind of interesting to kind of, if we're going to put an analogy, um, you're married, I'm married, lots of guys out there. I feel like we should be sponsored by Blue Nile with this analogy. But uh, <laughs> you talk about the five C's, you know, cut, clarity. I forget all of them. It's been a long time. Um, three C's for me on Eric Kendricks and why I think this is a money acquisition and he's going to prove dividends on this team. Three C's, competitor, communicator, connector. And he could put those three and intertwine them across the locker room, the defense, and his teammates. Competitor. Just looked at two years ago at what he did against the Chargers, picking off Justin Herbert. Go look at some of his highlight reel as a competitor. It speaks for himself. His accolades speak for itself. Communicator, you've heard Brandon Staley talk about this. You've heard Derwin James talk about this. Sebastian Joseph Day has talked about this. Kenneth Murray's talked about this. His ability to communicate is one of the biggest reasons why he was brought to this team. It's why he's planning on becoming the green dot player for you. Yes. Taking over for a Derwin James style or taking over for a Drew Tranquil type. That's why he's there. Competitor, communicator, connector. He's now talking about Kenneth Murray possibly having his best season yet because of him talking about kind of being that glue on the entire team. He connects this defense. And when you're calling the signal play, when you're calling signals for this defense for a one Brandon Staley and Derek Ansley, you have to connect with your defense. So those three things I think are why he was brought in communicator, connector and competitor. Now in the locker room, you know, we talk about his presence, how much he's already kind of impacted this team. Talks about kind of his perspective and what he can kind of bring to, again, we're if we want to get X's and O's, like the run defense was not good last year. And everyone can look at the interior defensive line, the injury and all that kind of stuff, but that's kind of hanging them out to dry. Like it's the front seven. And that linebacking core has a lot to do with it. And to put it bluntly, the linebacking core sucked at stopping the run last year. Now, so did the interior defensive line, but there was no highlight re- there. Like there was no above average component of the front seven in run blocking. It just, or in run defense, it just wasn't there. Massive, massive. And 
you know, I, I think there was a pro football focus stat out there where the Chargers brought him in. I think that they were saying that they believe that currently, I think he's ranked 12th out of the 32 starting linebackers going into the season. So I don't know where Drew Tranquil was last year, but I'm pretty confident it wasn't 12th. <laughs> Probably wasn't. And if we're looking at purely what the Chargers need most, which is that run defense, I would put him higher than 12th. But having an upper tier linebacker is not something this Chargers team has had in a long time. Now, 31, a little bit older, fine. He doesn't have to be this all-pro player for this Chargers team. I think he needs to be consistent. And this Chargers team will be doing very well. Now, I haven't gotten to anything about impact on the defense specifically and impact on his teammates, but I think just impact in the locker room purely and having yet another leadership presence to go alongside of a Derwin James and a Sebastian Joseph Day. Now, there are other leaders on this team, other leads on defense, but those are kind of the three voices, I think, that are going to have the biggest presence on this team. You know, you think back to Drew Tranquil. Like, he was a pretty vocal leader on this team. Sure. I think you're going to see that in spades with an Eric Kendricks. And he's been welcomed with open arms. And everyone's talked about how excited they are to have him in the locker room. Let me just ask one question real quick, Dan. That, those three C's that you came up for, Eric, that, that was all in your, your core? You just, just whipped that up? up. I, I, first of all, I like it because it just, right off the bat, it just makes great sense. What I really wanted to highlight was your one about the connection C to him on the field because we all know how atrocious and we just talked about it a couple of seconds ago as far as the run defense for this team goes. And I think that that's where you're going to see Eric Kendricks shine because he still has a very high IQ football player able to diagnose plays in regards to the running game. His, his play has been very good and consistent at that. One of the, when you said connecting, I was pulling some of these quotes that we've seen, obviously, from this offseason, and one that stuck out was about Brandon Staley. And of course, when we're diagnosing this whole aspect of this Chargers run defense, we all think about everything up front and just everybody just getting pushed backward and getting ripped off for these big 40 chunk yard plays. And it is true that everything does start up front. This was an interesting uh, quote that Brandon Staley said about Kendricks um, earlier this season. He says, I think the intangible part of that position, and he's talking about the linebacker position here, is that you're truly connecting both in both places. You're connecting to the front of your defense and to the back of your defense. You're in the middle of everything. And that's the part of your value to the football team that goes far beyond height, weight, and speed. Dan, as you mentioned just a few seconds ago, that he's bringing in as, as far as being the green dot guy on the field. It really is that much. You go back to whether it was Drew Tranquil or even before that with Kaiser White and what they were doing on the football field, it, 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 it may not have translated to the most best statistical team stats, but in terms of just what the responsibilities for those guys were, there was a huge responsibility on their shoulders. And I really liked the aspect of connecting everything. Like to me, I always like to say that a good pass rush is going to equal a much better 
pass defense because, A, the cornerbacks aren't going to have to do so much. If you can get to the quarterback, you're going to limit the window. You're going to limit the amount of opportunities. And maybe as a surface stat, it's going to make the pass defense a little bit better. It's the same type of situation in this circumstance with Eric Hendricks, in my opinion. Just for the fact of where he is positioned on the field, who he's positioned around, and the type of experience that he already brings to a very, very young linebacker unit, you couldn't actually ask for anything better as far as someone with with that type of resume to come in and essentially be that connecting piece to your defense. When I look at this linebacking core and what I think roles, responsibilities need to be, you know, I think everyone's talking about kind of the, the Dayon Henley, Kenneth Murray, who's going to start kind of that whole position battle. I don't know. Like I, when I look at the roles and kind of what they play on this team, Eric Hendricks to me seems like he is what the chargers mm, in a sense, hoped that Kenneth Murray can be in terms of being that presence in the middle not necessarily a guy who's going to be, you know, covering ball hawk type, like not that type of linebacker, but someone who can shore up the inside of this defense that can help the interior defensive line, whether it's getting pressure up the middle, whether it's run defense, whether it's setting containment, like all of that kind of stuff, I think is what they hoped Kenneth Murray can do and what is what Eric Hendricks can do well. Deion Henley seems like the ball hawking, athletic sideline to sideline profile that I think the Chargers would also like to have. In my opinion, a defense would look best when they have those two separate linebacking profiles on the team, on the field at the same time. An Eric Kendricks and a Kenneth Murray pairing seems a bit redundant, in my opinion. And so I think we're going to see less of those two together. At least I would like to see less of those two together than one of those two with a day on Henley once he gets his reps. Now, time will tell how long that takes. But thinking about kind of the overall roster construction and what this defense would look like in the linebacking core specifically, Kenneth Murray, Eric Hendricks are kind of like in that same archetype of linebacking profile. At least what they're... No, obviously, Eric Hendricks versus Kenneth Murray in terms of like physical specimen... Kenneth Murray's a freak. We've all documented that. But the way he plays and the style that I think this team would like him to be is an Eric Hendricks. Now, I think you mentioned kind of the green dot thing. Um, I think one of the underrated pieces of this is how the communication will benefit Derwin James. Because for better or for worse, you know, Derwin James, the Swiss Army knife, can do everything, right? But do you want him to? And do you want him to also be the guy who's having to communicate everything to the defense? Like as much as he can, like you want him to do what he does best and be able to kind of just like go guns blazing on that click trigger, go and not have to kind of process all of these things at once. Eric Hendricks having the green dot, Eric Hendricks being able to communicate to the front seven and Derwin James not having to worry about that. I think it's huge. We saw Derwin James with the green dot and for good reason. I mean, he could obviously do it, but do you want him to like, I'd rather have Derwin James just look him in the secondary. You guys, this you're my squad. Eric Hendricks front seven. You're my squad. 
let's rock. I think that is what I'm looking forward to seeing is how those two communicators side by side can communicate with each other and then relay to the rest of the team. No one's really talking about how the communication factor is benefiting Derwin James, but I think it's a big one. And I want to point that out. I don't disagree at all, Dan. And again, we've, we've heard all those quotes from Derwin lauding how much he's excited to have EK as part of this team. Um, Again, I think you you talk about just as far as let's just put it as like a field general out there. You know, you you said Derwin James, Swiss Army knife out there in the secondary. Eric Kenders can be the exact same thing. If you think about it, if you were to if you were able to have, and I, I think that we've talked about this plenty of times when you've gone back to years of the Chargers defense, if you can get a field general essentially at every single level of the defense, you're going to be that much better off. You know, you have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. You could even throw in Sebastian Joseph Day as far as your, you know, the top vocal leaders of your defensive line, however you would like to put that. Eric Hendricks obviously is the no question about it <laughs> leader of this linebacker unit. And you have Derwin James in the secondary with what's back there, along with some very uprising talent. So, yes, how is it going to benefit? Derwin James in that circumstance, Dan, I agree with everything you just said. I thought that was a great analogy from that circumstance as far as, and and again, it it goes more back to the point of what Brandon Staley was talking about just in terms of it's, it's more than just playing your position. The communication that is relayed back and forth between someone in Eric Kender's position to the secondary, to the, to the front of the line, there's just so much to diagnose in that circumstance. And after two consecutive years of, you know, losing Kaiser White, Andrew Tranquil to find a replacement in this circumstance that has veteran experience with a very young linebacker group, someone who is going to come in and most likely perform very, very well against the run, something that the Chargers obviously desperately need help with coming off of last season and can really project onto a young linebacker group and a former first round pick that you're still waiting to finally hit his stride. There's huge benefits with this. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's hard for me. And I, and I think back to last year and, you know, like I was a huge Drew Tranquil fan and I loved his game and I thought he was a great supporting player on this team. And I was adamant that I thought the Chargers should bring him back given the money that he would probably require. And when Eric Hendricks was brought in, it's kind of like, well, what was the point of that? And, you know, as much as we want to, you know, crown Drew Tranquil, and like he had a, he had a career year last year with the Chargers. You know, he had five sacks, 146 combined tackles, one interception. And like his presence was felt. There's no doubt about it. But to put it bluntly, run defense still sucked. So, I mean, not all Drew Tranquil, but yes. Exactly. Is it all his fault? No. But as a middle linebacker, like, that's one of your responsibilities. Now, can you expect him to do it all on his own? No. But again, that's one of the differences that I think of why Eric Hendricks was brought in was that connector piece, was that um, relaying and relating to his teammates. 
and his ability to kind of leak is the wrong word because I don't like the visual of that, but to <laughs> but to leak his experience onto the folks around him. Drew Tranquil was seemed like an isolated success. Drew Tranquil, the player, was great. You saw him in his highlights and you see him doing like pregame speeches and stuff. Like amazing. But like on the field, I don't know how much Drew Tranquil made other people better. I genuinely don't know that. I do with Eric Hendricks, and that's been talked about for years. And it has been raved about by his teammates. That's, I think, what the Chargers team is looking for, too. Like, they think, and we think, we hope, Eric Hendricks will bring the best out of Kenneth Murray. Drew Tranquil didn't. I don't think I was ever really even asked of him, to be quite honest. No, you're right on that. So when you have rookie Dayon Henley, you have Kenneth Murray going to his contract here, fifth-year option not picked up. Like there's a lot of kind of storylines just there with those three. You're not talking about Eamon. We're not talking about Nick Neiman. So I think like the the tertiary things, I think are the things that are the benefits of bringing Eric Hendricks in that will be crucial. And you're hoping to see pay off this season. It's a, it, it is an interesting way you put that because you could even go all the way back to Kaiser White. I don't think Kaiser White or Drew Tranquil had necessarily a responsibility to say, okay, you know, while you may be one of the leaders that are out there in the field and one of the leaders in this locker room, as far as to say, like, you know, you have to project more on this player to elevate his play. No, I don't think that that was necessarily the quote unquote responsibility. But Eric Kendricks, you look at the guy just based off of what his reputation has been during his time in Minnesota, and you hear all the early indications that other players that have never even played snaps with him, A, already knew about him, the vibe that they've already got with him being in the locker room. You just have to think to yourself, it may not even have to be something that Brandon Staley says like, hey, Eric, this is what I need you to do. He's just going to That's just him. Nat- if naturally do it. I, I felt like that was almost, a, and I, I, I was trying to, I was linking it to a little bit, <laughs> linking, that's just the same thing that you were talking about. Not leak, linking. <laughs> if you remember, Dan, when we were talking about, or uh, when we were watching training camp last year, remember how much time that Brandon Staley was spending with Kyle Van Noy mm-hmm. on the sidelines? It was almost literally every practice, there was an extended amount of time that Brandon Staley would sit there during their stretching. Uh, every time. You know, stretching sessions. That he would literally just be sitting with him. Almost, it felt like the entire time before practice got underway. It wouldn't shock me if you see this type of s- similar scenario happen with him. No, I agree. I agree. And so it, it's, you know, look, this is a spotlight on Kenneth Murray. Or excuse me, on Eric Kendricks. <laughs> um. But make no mistake about it. Like, Kenneth Murray needs Eric Kendricks. And it's fair. you'll see, and I think in order to get the best Eric Kendricks, you're going to get the best Kenneth Murray. Like, those two kind of go hand in hand. Now, Eric Kendricks will hold his own regardless of what Kenneth Murray does. But imagine if he can, quote-unquote, unlock Kenneth Murray. Now, is it fair to, to expect that? I, I don't think so. But, like, if he could just turn Kenneth Murray into an average linebacker on the field, not potential, 
not athletic specimen, just an average NFL linebacker. Chargers got something. Like that's that's the bar that we're looking for right now. Not, we're not talking about like is it the right pick? Was it a bust? We're not talking about that. I'm just saying purely on the field, what do they need from Kenneth Murray this year? Sounds a lot like what you projected of Trey Pipkins last year. If you could just get him to get him to this bar, doesn't have to be the top bar, but if you just get him to this bar, this could be better. So JC Jackson's, you know, stolen a lot of the headlines this offseason so far with kind of his return and rehab and impact it could possibly have. Comparing the two. Eric Hendricks might be a bigger impact to the defensive success than JC Jackson. No question. No question. Like regard, regard, regardless of how much it will change, how JC Jackson's return will change kind of the math and the lineup and the roster and the formations and depth and all that jazz of the secondary, like all that being true. JC Jackson was not on this team last year for most of the season. And this defense at least from the secondary perspective, was pretty damn good. They were top 10 in the secondary without him. Front seven, you cannot say that at all. And Eric Hendricks was brought in to turn a weakness, at least seemingly, into a strength. So if they can turn the run defense weakness into not even a strength, just like not a weakness, like turn it back to average. We're good. Just like we said two years ago, if they can just make the offensive line, doesn't have to be amazing. Just have it be average, which now they're like top 10. Like they're great. But we remember how many years we were just hoping for a competent offensive line. Like that's what you're looking for from your linebacking core. And I don't think it's too much to ask. I don't think there's too much to expect that that's what Eric Kendricks will bring at minimum, a competent linebacking core. Like that's what gets me excited is the idea of having a competent linebacking core, not just like an isolated missile in a Kaiser White, an isolated missile in a Drew Tranquil. Like it was great to have, but that neither of those guys transformed the linebacking core. And that's what one of the roles of Eric Kendricks seems to be. I really like that analogy. And, and going back to, you know, I, I know how much we talked up JC Jackson and we talked about how much his return to this team could totally impact it in a huge way. No downplay at all. <laughs> but, but that being said, as it stands right now, before JC Jackson sets back on the field, this is still a really talented secondary. If the Chargers didn't pick up Eric Kendricks, does anybody want to even fathom what this linebacker unit would look like if he wasn't or if, there? Or if they just kept Drew Tranquil and not get Eric Hendricks. Like, I mean, I'm sure people would have still felt that as as a win, especially given the fact that he was a free agent. I mean, right, but it didn't I, improve. It didn't yeah, improve at all. You, it it you, wouldn't have improved. I don't think that we would. Pre, pre, I don't think that we would be maybe talking about the impact that Drew Tranquil would have on others the sure. way that we're talking about Eric Kendricks in this circumstance. So it's, it's that factor that you could say how much it's going to elevate the play. Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, these guys have, have been you know, continuously improving, it looks like, every season. And you have guys in your secondary like Derwin James back there, out there to help other guys out. But with Eric Kendricks and this particular linebacker group, 
you need all the leadership, the high IQ, the uh, mentorship, whatever you want to call it. You need as much of that as you can pump into this unit overall, not just for that linebacker group, but as a defense overhaul on what you need to improve in. Yeah, and it's kind of a similar theme that you saw in the draft where you heard the front office and Staley talking about like them going after guys with production in their career. You can say the same thing about Eric Kendricks. Like, all he's been is production. Go watch and look at what he's done in Minnesota and look at how good that defense was with him there. Like, this isn't like a potential. This isn't like what we're hoping to see out of him. Now, you could say it was a little bit with like a Donald Parham. Everyone talks about how excited they are to see the potential and how much there's a possibility that he could be this freak weapon. Remains to be seen. We haven't seen that. 100%. You've seen it damn well <laughs> with Eric Kendricks. And so it's going to be interesting. Like, I'm curious to see once training camp starts, what that linebacking dynamic looks like with Henley, Kendricks, and Murray specifically. Because I think that's going to be the biggest question mark and the make or break for this Chargers team this year. Is that level? I think the I think the off, I think the defensive line is going to improve. The secondary is pretty rock solid. Biggest question mark to me is the linebacking core. It's no question. Which one's the most important question? I think you're going to see a lot of people talking about this linebacking core training camp and preseason. I wouldn't even be surprised if another one isn't brought in. To be honest. There's like there was still a whole bunch of names out there. Now are they going to be middle linebacker? Probably not. But some of those hybrid linebacker, edge rusher, interior defensive line, like yeah, I can totally see it. So Eric Kendricks, honestly, it, it's an exciting name. Once you start peeling back and you're seeing the impact it could possibly bring, Chargers fans, I think you're in for a treat to see his impact on and off the field, and to kind of see it radiate across the different levels of this defense. It's something I'm looking radiate. forward to. Radiate. Like Good word. Woo. Um, that's our player profile. Spotlight, if you will, on what Eric Kendricks and his impact on this team. Uh, big episode tomorrow. Not going to put any spoilers out there, but uh, be on the lookout for something fun tomorrow. Uh, Jake, anything else want to tell the great friends of Chargers Unleashed Nation before we head out of here on this Monday afternoon? Dan, we are, we are exactly one month away from training camp opening. Ooh. I I don't know what I would say. Put me in the well, DeLorean. And- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was trying to say something different. I was like, I don't know how we're gonna you know fill the time and all this stuff. But here, Charters Unleashed is the best place to do it. Yes, uh, if you're not already done so, please hit that like subscribe uh, on YouTube. Uh, Thank you very much for everyone who already does, who has made us part of your kind of daily or weekly routine whenever we put out an episode. Uh, your feedback and your comments and feedback. And I said feedback seven times, but that's what feedback I think gets us going. And feedback and, you know, feedback. Yeah. The, the back you, of the feed has been tremendous. So keep the feedback. All of your comments. Rolling on the feedback wheel. <laughs> and feedback. And all of the back feeds that we've gotten throughout all of the time we've done. Cartridge Unleashed has been very fun. Um, 
For Jake Hefter, find him at Jake D. Hefter, myself at DNW Sports. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys, gals, children of all ages. We'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.